Welcome to the show. I'm Mikey. And it's your girl Zay Day. We are two social justice warriors dedicated to dismantling systems of oppression through a black, black queer, queer feminist lens. Feminist lens. Yes, this podcast will cover a variety of topics ranging from politics in our country to which new bop you can twerk to. Hey. <laughs> yep. And while we're twerking, y'all can start following. Search Black to the Future on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join in the conversation. And don't forget to leave positive reviews for us on your streaming platforms. Yes, please leave positive reviews. With the reach of this podcast, we desire to change the world one episode at a time. Yep, and I think it's time we get started, don't you think? Yep, let's get it! The The past past is gone, gone. the present present is an adventure. adventure. Looks like it's time to to go go black to the future. future. Cue the theme music. (laughs) Yeah. the sound of our voice and welcome back to another lovely episode of black to the future podcast (laughs) we are black 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 again and i have my uh i have a a man with me as always hi my baby hi sister how are you today Oh, that fake smile. <laughs> well, well, I see. I want to pull an Ari. What did Ari say? Fuck a fake smile. Smile, fuck a fake smile. I, I want to do it, but, you know, I'm a very cheery, extroverted person, so <laughs> I tend to smile and laugh and go, <laughs> everything's fine, but I'm doing... um. Okay, it's a lot of um, things happening in the news as far as queer people, particularly queer black people over this past weekend we just had. So um, I definitely want to take a moment to talk about that before we get into the main meat of everything. But we're not going to dwell on it for too long. Um, But ma'am, how is your blackness, my baby? My blackness, tired, baby. Like Tired? Tired? Tired of the way he treats me. All that. <laughs> um, you know, like uh, uh, our weather has been shifting, and uh, it was very dreary the last like three or four days. You know, 
Um, so yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, my energy is a little low and I think that's okay. Cause you know, we, we aren't always high energy, you know, people always want to make it seem like we have to be going at a hundred <laughs> when we are freaking human and it is okay. Oh, to, oh sometimes it's okay to be low energy. It is all right. Is it, is it really yeah. okay? <laughs> I don't know sometimes you know how I feel like a lot of people depend on you for a lot of stuff and you like okay I want to be able to do all things that I need to do while simultaneously being able to take care of myself it's like it's hard like I tell my kids all the time the kids that I teach I tell them like when you get about 23 just stop right there like don't like like don't commit suicide sorry trigger warning but but just like just coast right there coast around 23 to 26 like and let that just marinate in that (laughs) because what you get it's just like slowly pass go yes very that just slowly pass go like Take your dollars from the bank, your two hundred dollars, as slow as you possibly can. And also, just remember to put on our oxygen mask first, like they say on the airplanes. Uh. Help nobody or do anything to to really be there for people who aren't okay. Um, and we have our own agency, our own bodies, our own lives, our own issues, and we deserve the space to regenerate and recharge Mm -hmm. that means for us if that means you coming to me and my elbow over to my house and we just chilling and giggling and (laughs) (laughs) do that you know it's okay it's all right, y'all. <sighs> I know. Everyone take care of yourselves the best way that you know how. Um, like Mab said, you got to put your oxygen mask on first. You don't want to put it on for someone else. You don't want to end up, you know, not prioritizing yourself. So definitely do that. Um, and it's just... And no season. Like, the we're, we're moving um, out of summer into fall slowly right. but surely happening you know school is starting Mm -hmm. we forget that we're we're humans and and humans are animals so we react to all this stuff we react to the change uh on the plant changes on the planet and whether we believe it or not (laughs) Uh, (coughs) crazy people Oh, oh, very that. I wanna, I, I wanna see if you have seen something I saw earlier. This, this, I was just on Instagram and this tickled me to know it. I wanna see if I can find it. But um, keep going. I just wanna see. <laughs> just wanna see if you've seen this, because I was like, really, this can't be real, but it's real, of course. Oh, baby. But you talking about uh, how we connected to the trees and nature. But yes, because we are not separated away from that. I yes, completely. <laughs> conservative dating that damn it i was gonna <laughs> i was gonna ask you about that okay y'all so there's a conservative dating app like baby, baby. i'm not and so here's my thing i'm not even close to being mad i'm just like finally y'all yes since y'all want to be so separate away from us be over there 
Y'all go over there and deal with y'all. Y'all deal with each other. That's sickening, lovely. Go over there because I, I'm tired of people saying we're trying to trick people or swindle people or uh, like <laughs> shove our experiences down people's throats and stuff like that. I'm like, good, stay over there. If you want to be part of the conservative dating app moment, <laughs> be over there, girl. Just leave us and alone. They got that lady. She's some women. You get premium for free. Fellas, y'all got to pay for it. I'm sorry. Not <laughs> and you don't have to worry about pronouns here. You are what you see. I'm like, what is going on? Is this real? <laughs> it's... It it's one of them things where I was just like, wait, wait a minute. So this is this is this is the this is the subtle insidiousness of like white feminism that be getting me sometimes. Where it's just like, women, you don't have to pay, but men, you still have to pay. So I'm like, y'all get it, but you don't. I want to just pl- I want to play it. Hold on, I'm gonna play this, y'all, so y'all can hear it. Ryan, I've got to tell you about something. I am so excited to announce a dating app for all of us conservatives. It's called The Right Stuff, and it's launching this September. What I love most about it is that it's invite only, so not just anyone can join. First of all, it's free to use. And for my ladies, you'll never have to pay because we all get premium subscriptions for simply inviting a couple friends. Gentlemen, if you want access to premium, that's on you. And by the way, those are the only two options ladies and gentlemen the right stuff is all about getting into the right dating pool with people who share the same values and beliefs as you you'll start off by building your perfect profile no pronouns necessary we want you to put your best foot forward which includes your favorite photos of yourself doing what you love or being with the people you love our prompts give you the opportunity to let people know various sides of you so remember be authentic and creative hey guys i'm ryan Okay. I feel like how much they pay pay you, Ryan. Ryan, baby. Baby. <laughs> I my actor really a conservative. Is she a who's she an actor? They was like, let's let's pick a white blonde bitch and put her on the front so she can talk about it. Let's get all of that. I my thing about it is I'm just like, so what does this app do differently from other ones that y'all currently use right now? Like cause uh, I <laughs> Boys and the KKK, and then like, what? They all mess around. He's gonna be like, hey, baby, how you feel about washing my sheet? Oh, baby. Say, I-, <laughs> I can't. And just some of the stuff, like, you know, I don't, I, again, I'm not mad. Y'all be over there. That's cute. Y'all have, oops, shit. Y'all have fun. Y'all be over there. But <laughs> it just, it just tickles me because some of the stuff over here, what does it say? <laughs> It it doesn't if if it what is this option basic information do you want kids and it looks like it only says want kids open to kids I have kids or not sure like not wanting kids apparently isn't an option so I'm like that's, what whoa that's scary that's that, terrifying that's that's crazy but then one of them is just so stupid somebody copied and pasted and said where were you on January twenty six two thousand twenty one. The FBI thing. Girl. A fool. Well, I was at the And so you can see. 
<laughs> so you can see like she obviously just talking about ladies and gentlemen. So obviously they don't believe in people who are obviously non-binary and other things along those lines. Fine, girl, stay over there. You don't have to worry about that. You can, you don't have to have pronouns over there, but apparently there's no pronouns in the constitution either, which that was, <laughs> are they okay? Are... Uh, sister, their lip, I, it's crazy. Because, you know, I'm not, I believe in balance. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe when it comes to trying to solve this whole issue, we need to get out of the whole binary thought of right and left. There's only two sides to these things Mm -hmm. and we need to meet in the middle, even though people, it's impossible for people to do that because there are too many big egos. But being them, them right wing all the way over there, you know, I'm not saying there's no no nut jobs that's on the left side. Because there he is. Let's be clear. <laughs> they shy about boasting about they're crazy because, ooh, baby, uh-uh. I, I just. <laughs> I'm just like, let them be what they're going to be, but obviously they don't want any queer people over there engaging with them. It sounds very uh, Aryan app, like only white blonde people. And like when she was showing how the app works, she was swiping through and it was just like white men with fishes and snowboarding and stuff and women folding laundry and shit. I'm just like, I'm like, what? What is are we going back to the early 1900s? Like, what's going on, baby? baby? That's that's what they want, baby. That's you know. That's who wants they? I'm like, do you not realize that when your rights as a woman, when they're taken away, that's it, like it, it. It's not just affecting you; it's affecting everyone and everything. It's setting a precedent that these white men. The patriarchy, the patriarchal uh, issues that we have, they come down on all of us. Mm. Do you realize that big issue? No, because I think a lot of white women benefit directly from that patriarch because it's been established for so long. And they benefit directly from it because white men have been, um, even though they've been keeping them in their place, air quotes, they right. have they have been benefiting from what it means to be a white woman. You are the damsel in distress. You deserve all the the love and stuff in the world, but you don't get to overpower me and overstep anything I want. They and, benefit, but they don't. Right. Until you don't. Until you don't. Yeah, when we over there looking like that one. Uh, what's that TV show? Uh, the the Handmaid's Tale or whatever. What you doing? What you gonna do? Hmm. Then they gonna turn to black women and go, "Can you help us? Can you?" <laughs> and then those trans women, "Can you please start a brush? <laughs> Can you please start fighting for us?" And then they gonna go into the tears. My favorite thing. <gasps> I don't understand why you don't want to help me. This is affecting all of us. Meanwhile, we've been, we've been saying this for how long? Like, girl. Oh, that is. It's like if it's it's a a brainwashing. This whole system, when we talk about the patriarchy 
and um, just and I'm using these terms like the hege- hegemonic thinking mm-hmm. of men always right in what we say and being in control of everything. That's a big issue. It's it's an ego thing, and I'm glad we are talking about that because today we're going to be talking about masculinity. Um, and I do want to get to that. I promise I do, but I definitely want to acknowledge just a couple of things, like I mentioned, that have been happening in the media. So we're going to come back to the masculinity, y'all. We're not going to try to read it and drag it. Of course we will because we already started. But <laughs> I also want us to talk about healthy masculinity. So, you know, for every man or someone who's more in the the um, the, the masculine sphere of things, I really want to uh, talk about those concepts because you know this podcast centers around the uh, a lot of the femme experience and the woman experience. But it's um, like man was talking about. There's balance. So there's one side and there's another side, and then there's a place in the middle, and you know there's a place that's not even on it, and all kinds of stuff. But we okay. have to kind of talk about it. Um, you know. In a positive light, too, because I don't want men to think that we just hate them, because I definitely don't. I definitely don't hate men. They just annoy the (laughs) fuck out of me. (laughs) Um, But I want to take I want to take a moment um, and just. so there's a there's a baby, a little trans girl. She's uh, 13 and now um, 14. Her name is Chad Sanford. She is um, in school, you know, middle school, high school down in um, Florida. And a year and a half ago, she was attacked, you know, and slammed and onto the floor and all kind of other graphic things, spitting on her and school and all kinds of stuff. Um, Literally because what else is there for people to do except harass trans people? And um, I always like to make sure that I draw attention to this so people can understand that trans people literally existing just ensues a certain level of violence. Um, And I know a lot of people be like, well, you know, she must have been doing something. I'm like, walking to class? Breathing? Breathing. Standing next to another human being i don't know and you know or others or other things that are not uh, connected directly to this but you know when people you know have rainbow flags like on the outside of their homes and stuff and people take the liberty to spray paint or put malicious things on them or when there was um i believe there was a mayor or a governor that was running for office in a, in a state somewhere i can't remember the name person exactly right now but you know they were out proud gay man and someone like vandalized it and wrote the F word all over it and stuff, the F slur. So it just goes to show that we literally don't have to do anything except just be. And uh, a lot of people say like, I wouldn't harm anything. I wouldn't, I wouldn't harm anything. I wouldn't harm anyone in that community. Nothing, 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 and do all of that. But when it comes down to it, people still feel like they have the ability to I don't know, just we're able to be tortured or able to be be mean to just by mere existence. And it's like, I don't get how people don't see that torturing us and being mean to us is is anything 
good. I don't see what they get out of it. I don't see what 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 gives them their ooh ah ah sensation. I don't get what gives them their. I don't know. It it just makes me sad. And so recently, um, a few days ago, um, she was attacked again. And so Chad um, lives with her grandmother. And so some folks were like, oh, let's go hang out at the park and blah, 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 like a 14-year-old would normally. And so, you know, these are people that she knew. And she was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go hang out with my friends at the park. But apparently they swindled her and tricked her into coming into the park. And these boys just ran over to her, like these three boys, and like punched her and beat her and all kinds of other stuff, spitting on her, calling her all transphobic stuff, homophobic stuff. And um, it was caught on video for the second time. And it's like no one's doing anything about it. It's like they just keep getting to attack her and she has to keep going through this. And everyone's just like, well, oh, well, you know, stop being you or boys will be boys. Air quotes. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, stop being that way. Or, you know, when they interviewed her, she said like they were just saying, like, don't bring that gay shit over here. And as a black queer person, as a black trans person, we hear that shit, I don't know, frequently. <laughs> like, don't bring that gay shit over here. And it's like, what did we do to y'all? That's what I need to know. I really want to go up to one of them just like, what did we do to y'all? I don't think it's about, like, at the end of the day, it doesn't really become about us. Uh, we're simply targets for them to let out their frustrations and angers and confusions and things about, like, from their own lives, mm -hmm. uh, their own uh, abuse that they're probably uh, going through, and they're just able to take all of their issues and focus it on somebody else, somebody that they see as vulnerable, somebody mm -hmm. that they think is weak somebody they think that everybody hates already in mm -hmm. society. So why don't I just pile on and just get all of my anger and shit out by beating the shit out of somebody else? Cause they, people don't care about them. Um, they don't care. They don't care right. if I, if I, and I think it, it take there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of when it, when it comes to harming and hurting other people, I think it comes down to a lot of uh, those individuals being traumatized themselves mm -hmm. and having a lot of issues internally. Right. I agree. I, I 100% agree. I think it also ties back to our main topic of masculinity. Um, mm -hmm. And we'll talk about it, but the, the confines at which men and the association of what masculinity and what boyhood and what manhood and when you come out of your parent and you're and you have a penis and testy there's so much immediately ascribed to you just like when you're born afab and there's so much immediately ascribed to you and the the rigidness of how to maneuver and how to operate in in this particular society as a man um gives you very little leeway and so um, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but there's no space for you to breathe. Um, and as soon as someone takes a step outside of that space, um, to get a breath of fresh air, cause it's so, you know, closed up, it's like, Oh, you're one of the enemy. Now you're a target. Let's do this. And, and because you, there's no one to protect you. You want to be friendly to another man in a way that you want to give them a hug or 
you want to talk about your emotions and be vulnerable or you want to like something that traditionally a man shouldn't like, like the color pink, because it's like, ooh, that's feminine. That's girl thing. Like, just all these stupid rules. All these dumb rules mm-hmm. that just keep men in control. It keeps them in check. Mm-hmm. Also, as much as they want to feel like they got everybody else in check, they're in check themselves. They we're are. In, we're we're in a in a box. And I, I funny I said there, like I'm not a part of it. <laughs> Honestly, because being a being a queer man, I I I remember when I came out how scary it was. Not because I was afraid of everybody judging me and everything, mm-hmm. but. So I felt like I had to relearn. I was a baby again. I had to relearn the world mm. and interact with the world with who I am now because I don't, I wasn't confined by those rules mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. And trying to figure out myself and where I, and be, figure out my choices and my freedoms, that was a whole nother thing. Right. It was very, very liberating. Uh, no, I, yeah. would, I would love more men to be able to experience that. Like, I, I, even and, if you're not a queer like, Yes, even if you're not, especially, I feel like, especially if you're not a queer man, it just alleviates yourself of that, that stress. But, um, but anyway, I don't, we'll, we'll get to it, I promise. But I just wanted to make sure people are aware of that. I'm going to put a link in the bottom for uh, for uh, Chad's story and what she's going through and how we can support her. But um, over this past weekend, specifically um, to tie into queer black men, um, there's a very um, popular gay bar on the south side of Chicago known as Jeffrey's Pub, Jeffrey Pub. Um, I popped in once or twice. <laughs> it's a little, little rough. Um, the girls love to fight, argue and fight and cut up. But that has nothing to do with this particular story. But um, uh, on on Sunday morning, you know, after Sunday, after Saturday night, you know, the club was popping and da 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 da. Um, a lot of people go from Club Escape to um, to Jeffrey's Pub. And then, you know, I think the pub closed at like 3 or something or 4 in the morning, something like that on Sunday morning. And so, you know, people just, you know, out in the morning. It's summertime. It's, you know, you're free and being an adult and doing what you want. Um, and I don't know what caused them to be in, in the street, but there was, you know, a, um, some um, some men in the street and they, you know, they were, you know, whatever they were doing, like they were talking to each other or something along those lines. And somebody was recording on, on their dashboard, apparently. Um, and then they pulled over to the side and they managed to capture this very, very graphic video, which was very alarming. But this person in this sedan going God knows how fucking fast, like just bulldoze straight down the middle of the street and hit three um, probably hit more of those probably hit more people but it hit three men specifically and killed them um and you know they said that they found the car but they're still looking for a suspect um it it's just it was very gruesome um watching the video and maybe that's also what kind of got me down a little bit. 
because I go to those places. I, uh, you know, I, whenever I feel like going out, sometimes I'll go to those places and stuff. And it's like, damn, like it's right there. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. So, um, I just, you know, you want to say something? It's, 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 it's crazy how, like you said, it's right there and we're faced with our own mortality when we see these situations, only is it sad for those our community and their family and their friends, but we're also faced with our own mortality each time these things happen. Like even there was a shooting at freaking Six Flags. Right. We were talking going to Gurney for out in the park. It's like, dang, we can't do nothing. We can't go to parades no more. We can't go to Six Flags. We can't go to the club. We can't do nothing. <laughs> can't do nothing because I guess who's behind the wheel? Guess who's behind the gun? Guess who's making all the legislation? Mm. Man. <sighs> Me? Oh, I was meant to do this. Yeah, me and my girl can't even go to the... <laughs> Bury that. It's upsetting me and my homegirl. Because we like, well, damn, if you can't go to Bella Noches, where the else can you go? Where can you go? Like, you can't go to Bella Noches. Right. If you can... It's... it's, it's if, what she say? It's, it's sad. <laughs> but it... Oh. It, it wraps it up so perfectly. It's just like it's sad. If why you don't why you gonna bring that energy over here? Like anyway, I just want to give a moment of of peace and um moment of silence for these three babies. Um, I um they 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 go by different names, so I'm hopefully I got the correct names um from the news and from other sources like on um people who do them on Twitter. And um and Facebook and stuff. So hopefully I got the correct names. But um, I have uh Rehana, uh Devante, and Donald. Um, so I just want to give them a, a a moment. Um, sorry for their loss. So we'll take a couple of seconds. Okay, um, but we weren't trying to lead y'all down a sad path. <laughs> but um, these are just some of the things that our community goes through. Um, and some of it, unfortunately, stems from our subject matter of today, uh, masculinity. So we'll be talking about both toxic, which everyone um, is um, <laughs> fluent in at this point, I would think. And then um, we can talk about healthy masculinity. And I needed Mab to be here because he's a man. So <laughs> I need someone to talk about it from that end. And um, I want to be able to help men understand how they can move away from a toxic space and how they can move into a more healthy space. In addition to that, I would also recommend listening to any episodes with any other men, um, particularly the ones that had to um, understand their attraction to trans women, because I think that's a very integral part of exploring who they are and branching out past that. And even more, um, I think even more salient to it, trans masculine folks that we have on the podcast who are able to um, 
you know, speak about their experiences and their literal transition from the opposite spectrum entirely into masculinity and into manhood. So I'll be sure to put links down for um, the transmasculine folks on the podcast who have been guests so you can listen to their stories. And also, um, of course, any episode that ends with the seven is going to be the ones with uh, black men who are talking to trans women. But we're going to be right back after this quick break and we're going to talk about masculinity. (laughs) We'll be right back. Okay, y'all, we are uh, back. And today we're, again, talking about masculinity. And um, in the fabled words of Mariah Carey in relationship to me, I don't know her. <laughs> in the famous words of Kiki Palmer, whew, um, he could be walking down the street and I wouldn't know a thing. <laughs> Sorry to this man. <laughs> All right. Man. I love you, Kiki. Oh my god. This is her year. This is her year. This is this is her year. This this is the one. But <laughs> I I really I, even since I was a little 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 child, I don't think I had a strong grasp on the concept of masculinity. So um, this is why I was like, man, at least kind of, you know, he, at one point in time, I love this. I love to think about the picture of you and Kadera where you was like the, in the early 2000s, the oversized t-shirt, the, the, the mandatory headband, like you was going to go play basketball at any given second with the oversized chain and you wearing, ah. but you wearing shorts, but the shorts are down to your ankle. So you can see just that much skin, you know, this, they should have been paying like <laughs> Hell, what? I had so much oversized stuff. Like, not only was it the 90s style, but I was also small and ashamed of my body Mm. because society was telling me to be a man Mm. or to uh, to appear that I am a strong man. I had to be bigger than what I was. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to put you out there like that, but it just tickles me to think about it. Because I think I just maneuvered it so differently to where we didn't really have a good, I wouldn't say a good relationship, but it was definitely estranged. Um, So, but masculinity is qualities or attributes regarded as characteristics of men. Um, And so this is um, a societal... um, concept that we've created like many every everything in the world we've Uh, uh, right another lovely construct of what um people who are born and assigned male at birth are supposed to do in their designated society so let's be clear that masculinity is not the same globally true it looks different in a lot of different places but as mab and i just (laughs) finished talking about in the break y'all didn't hear but we were talking about the audacity of people thinking that they should just be the understand you as you know as an english speaker or you from america so you have a certain level of superiority like there's a certain level of like 
you're a man, so therefore you are at this level. You're assigned male at birth, so you are at this level. Level. So there's a certain level of superiority immediately ordained to you just based upon what body parts you have and stuff like that. Which makes no sense, because, bro, your vagina just fell out. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Tiffany Haddish? Yeah. I love black women. We are so funny. I love that. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish is like, so you got the ovaries, right? You got the shaft, right? Right. <laughs> and it's just like, you got the ten, like, your, your pussy fell out. But it's true because everybody starts off as an AFAB, you little embryo sale, zygote thing, majiggy that, you know, men know nothing about because, you know, AMAB people at least have known nothing about because we don't have to carry any children. I had a inside my womb, inside my mother's womb. Right. I've always been a man. And then, yo, uh, crunchy dunchy, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) I was gonna be like, yo, crusty, stanky ass daddy came and nutted and hurt. No, I'm just. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and ended up because always we already know because thanks to thanks to advancements in society, thanks to advancements in technology and and all that kind of stuff, we now know that a fat people can only give an X. Mm-hmm. So they are not responsible for choosing the um, assigned uh, gender of your baby. That's mm-hmm. that's what AMAB people do. But then it's their fault. Yeah, from the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> that just and that blows my mind too. Because even thinking about like when, uh, like in like the time where there were uh, kings and queens mm-hmm. and stuff, really, and the, and the whole concept of it's the it's the queen's fault if she doesn't bear a freaking son to pass on the, the kingdom and whatnot. It's like, no, it's actually king's fault. Yep. What you gonna do now, huh? <laughs> but, 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 but you see how, you know, they immediately, ju- as if a woman could not do the job or something, like as if she like- has a certain level of inferiority readily so and it's like from the gate no accountability none from no you if, if anything goes wrong it's not the man's fault it's the woman's fault yes from the gate from the gate like, like what <sighs> so um <laughs> We're not going to drag masculinity. We're not going to do it. Sorry. sorry. We go. I'm sorry. I feel like it's almost an odd. It's like the default setting in your phone. It's like, fuck niggas. They whack as hell. Always blaming people. Oh, we can do the other option. Toggle that shit off. I'm sorry. I am very biased. And like, (laughs) I talk about this way because I, I am a dude. And I know, I you know, the spaces I've been in, I've experienced a lot of toxic masculinity growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, even uh, in my, my now the, the spaces that I occupy now, because I get, I've chosen them, mm-hmm. not so much, but it's still present, you know? I, I don't think it ever literally leaves a space. Even like, even, um, 
even in like spaces where it's just women and as much as I paint, it pains me to think about it. We talk about men a lot in our relationship to men. We can talk about other things and stuff like that, but it's like, it's the relationship to men that's always being um, a thing and stuff like that, which is like the conditioning, right? As if they're the center of the fucking universe and stuff like that. And I think that's what they want us to think a lot of the time. Like they are the ones, they are the, the end all be all the beginning, middle and the end. I think they really want to be the creator. They want to be God and them upstairs. So, you know, that's what I think. Oh, I'm sorry. That womb is the that womb is powerful. The people portal. <laughs> you so silly. The people portal. The people portal. Like what? The f- it, it's it's like a pendulum. The the reason I think the reason that we talk about men the way that we do is because of how women have been treated. Mm. And because we are immediately coming to that defense because of the world that we live in, mm-hmm. because are still being take trying to be taken away with this, even with all this abortion shit. Right. Like how you how the fuck you gonna try to make a decision about something that don't concern you? Like it, it it's just really really frustrating. Um, and I'm I, I you know I love my women, so I have to. I'm I'm the first I'm I'm first to be like, hey, bro, no, you need to chill out. And <laughs> I I um we'll 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 keep going because I don't I don't want it to be a bad thing. But so here here here's something that I wrote down. I don't I forgot what I wrote this down. I put you know how you just do note apps in your phone and you just write shit down. I scrolled through my notes app and I saw one that said masculinity and I had these things written underneath it. This was like maybe last year or the year before or something. And it said masculinity, the constant need to one up. Like there can only be one. Like I must beat you. Like that's, that's what I've like learned about masculinity is like, like you have to be the leader. If you are not the leader, then you are, you have less value. Or if you're not in control, you have less value. You have to be, um, if I'm not, if I'm not in first place, I'm in last. Like that's like, like second place is last place. Cause you didn't win. And it's like, Oh, okay. You know, there's that, like, I must beat you. There's a certain level of dominance that has to take place in that sphere. And so I kind of wrote down some other things that are connected to masculinity that Google kind of prompted when I was searching for information about masculinity and different articles and things. So assertiveness, leadership, independence, courage, power, robustness, toughness, ruggedness, having muscles, strength, vigor and virility are like some of the main ones that are coming up as it pertains to masculinity. What do you think about them words? As you read all of that, I know so many women Hmm. that are assertive, that are tough, that like these words, it's like, what? Like in, in, in my mind, when you read those words, it don't make sense 
It doesn't, the, the math doesn't math for me. Uh, I, I think a lot of this spans from like the whole like hunter and gather thing, mm. and, you know, and it's like people, as we become smarter and evolved, we're still dumb. <laughs> and it's like we've evolved past that and y'all are still holding on to that right and like being assertive does is not what makes you a man mm. having muscles is not what makes you a man or provides masculinity mm. uh every man can define masculinity for themselves just like every 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 man and woman should be able to define masculinity and femininity for themselves. Uh, again, I hate the binary. It gives us those two options. Those things right. to me, are, if we can look at them, they're on a continuum. And you should be able to pick and choose what you want to customize who you are. Right. It's all a duty. I want to customize my outfit. <laughs> oh. Oh, see, and again, again, this is my masculinity. I, I okay, I play Call of Duty. College, mm-hmm. uh, I loved it. I enjoyed it so much. I was spending so many hours. I'll be just playing zombies, mm-hmm. but that's the bad of my outfit. <laughs> I'm gonna whoop your ass in this motherfucking game, but I'm gonna look good while I do it. <laughs> Smoking like a butch queen. I live. I live for that. Did you see? Like, I love some, like who can free. Uh, there's some, there are people that I know. There are queer men that I know that can freaking kill you on the basketball court, break your ankles, but will go and and do a toe touch like because they've been cheerleading for years. Yeah. Like, and don't have to, don't fit inside this box of just, I'm, I'm this man and that mass, my masculinity means that I have to be a uh, brute force and intimidating and my power is ultimate and I'm, you know, it's not that. Like, it's, it's just so like, those, I, oh, they're rigid. I want to say like, I think it's good to have that much faith and power and courage in yourself. Everyone should be able to have those attributes. I think that's a great thing. My issue then and comes in is when people take those attributes and then because someone may not be up to the same par or may not have the same value as you or may not um, do it the way that you do it, they may be like, I'm going to suppress you now. I'm going to treat you badly. I'm going to treat you poorly because you, your muscle's not as big as mine. Like there's, you know, Instagram is crazy. Like the way they suggest like all these overly muscular, attractive men to me, which I greatly enjoy, but they like, (laughs) but it's like, it's like, I have to be the biggest muscles and stuff like that. And I have, and you know, that's great. That's fantastic. If you want to build your body up and you want to get strong and you want to do all those things, or if you want to climb the corporate ladder and you want to improve your leadership skills, or if you want to, um, be assertive, I was getting to that. 
Uh, you can definitely do that, but you don't have to turn around and be like, oh, well, that nigga not as good as me. Or she's a woman, so she definitely can't be as good as me. It's 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 one of those things. And so like this and this is one of the reasons why I fell in love with Nicki Minaj is because she literally said, When I am assertive, I'm a bitch. Mm-hmm. But when a man is assertive, he's a boss. Bossed up. Lots of negative connotation behind being a bitch, but none behind being bossed up and mm-hmm. and that and that succinctly just kind of got everything right where i needed it to be because it's like if she had accepted the pickle juice if she had just accepted what was like okay well you're a woman so here's like whatever you're gonna get you we just gonna treat you any kind of way because this is whatever 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 because we think you less than us but if I say, no, I have more value. No, I want more. No, I deserve more, which is what a lot of us women are doing right now. These niggas is shook. They like, what you mean you want more? Like, you, I mean, you can vote now, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, we're going we gonna to take your rights away, you know, to be able to do what you want with your, have agency over your body. But you can do whatever you want. You can, you can, you can walk down the street and you can do what you know. It's like, oh, so y'all really don't get it. Again, like you said, the lack of accountability from the gate. Accountability and awareness. Right. And I think that there are definitely men who understand that and who don't want to hinder that at any capacity. But there's a plethora of men who are just like, no, this is how it has been and this is how it should continue to be. Although we have learned to grow and change with society and all the things that have been um, given and afforded to us, we accept those and we move and we grow. But this thing, this this power struggle that they do not want to relinquish, it's, it makes me, it's, it's very reminiscent of how white people don't want to relinquish <laughs> that control over people of color, specifically black people and stuff. Or Eric. how... Right. Or how cisgender heterosexual people don't want to relinquish the control and the suppression of what they have over LGBTQI plus people. It's like, even even if you don't actively move on it, you still directly benefit from what's taken place all those years ago. And the people who are being suppressed by it are finally saying, no, we've had enough. We have we have the numbers. We have the we have the. The, 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 we have the courage, we have the capacity, we have these things to be able to say, no, we are the same and equal as you. We all just human beings, like let's work to like, let's, let's balance this. Cause as Mab said at the beginning, it's about balance. Cause everybody has masculine energy in them and has feminine energy in, in them. No one is 100% masculine. No one is 100% feminine. There's ebb and there's flow. There's back and there's forth. And um, it's important to recognize the fact that everyone does have those qualities within them. So, yeah. I, I, on Instagram, I am happy um, that the algorithm has sent me a lot of different men when it comes to just fitness and whatnot who are very uh, feminist and Mm -hmm very comfortable in their masculinity to do stuff like wear uh, 
speedos and have conversations with their queer children great mm-hmm. uh, men and broadcast that and talk about that stuff and 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 put post stuff like uh if you like this you see this this muscle workout man fitness man talking about some if you uh can't respect trans women then uh you really aren't feminist you know mm-hmm. stuff like that like they're able to to really speak on those things. Mm-hmm. And it gives me a lot of hope and a lot of validation to know that not only is it just not it's not just queer men who are down causing, but there's also a lot of straight men. There's a lot of cishet men that are down for the cause also and and understand and see what's going on. Because at the end of the day, toxic masculinity it impacts us all and it hurts us all Mm -hmm. as much as we think uh as men it will help us get ahead it is going to destroy us Mm. hey if it's constantly i have to be better than that next person that next person that next person that next person that's well it's also rooted in capitalism like if you're not the one then you then you're losing if you don't have the most money then you're losing if you don't have the most access to women then you are losing it's it's supremacy also rooted mhm white supremacy <laughs> there's a lot of behavior that um are connected right you dig down the rabbit hole. If you tumble down the rabbit hole, like Alice, you can find a lot of things are interconnected mm-hmm. in our society. One thing builds another up. Exactly. And I, I, and so I want to say this. I understand that, you know, things were in a certain order, in that order, in that order, Mama D. <laughs> but some things were in a specific order, you know, because like you said, like back in the day, you know, thousands of years ago when society was in its infancy, it's like the the AMAB people were hunters and they were gatherers and they were fighters and they were the leaders because, you know, they were bigger, they were stronger, but not all of them every single time. And then, you know, whoever wanted to challenge for dominance, you know, they probably would fight for it. And there you go. It's, it was about survivability and posterity. And it's like, if I could plant my seed in so many women uh, or in AFAB people, I could have more and more and more. And that means my lineage would be going on for the longest. It's like, that's why the last name for a man is so important. Like, take my last name. I'm just like, hmm. Well, hmm. I'm just like, well, sometimes taking her last name could also be a thing too. But that's not a ding to your masculinity. Just think if she had all the, I, I, I like to think about it like as if, you know, we, we always think about power couples. I love a good power couple. So, you know, like Beyonce and Jay-Z, no one says that the other way. <laughs> no one's, no, everyone's, <laughs> right. Everyone says Rihanna and ASAP Rocky. We don't say it the other way. <laughs> like we know what's going on. And so it's kind of like, just hypothetically, if if Jay-Z or ASAP didn't have the wealth and income that they would have, for them to be like, no, I'm not going to take your last name. I'm just like, I'm like, wait a minute, Fenty Beauty is a whole product. Like, what? Like, like a whole brand. Like, why would you not want to invest and take a part of that? Because your, ma- your masculinity? Girl... 
And see, even Beyonce, she not dumb. She said, Nose Carter. <laughs> the fuck you thought I was going to drop my last? <laughs> Girl, that's, that's what I'm going to do. That's what my husband better get ready for. I'm just going to be like, what? That cheap spandex, she looks a mess. I and so I I don't think there's you know there's balance in that. This is one of the fun things about being on the queer side as far as all this is concerned because a lot of this stuff just gets knocked in the knees immediately because we just take a piss like right out of all the societal standards and all that kind of stuff. So I really enjoyed that. But my point from, you know, thinking about thousands of years ago when we were in our infancy and stuff like that is like the value placed upon what AFAB people were doing, nurturing and raising the families and all that kind of stuff and domestic kind of work and stuff, even in its infancy stages, didn't have as much value. And so now it's kind of like, as again, as society progresses and things grow and we continue to move forward, it's like that way of um, being in that way of working and that and that balance is is tipping you know more to a balanced uh, point so it's not at the beginning it may have been like oh 90 percent is happening with men and then 10 percent is happening with women and over time slowly and steadily it's creeping closer and closer together to be more balanced and now we're probably at what like 60 40 and this is like sending them into a tizzy because they're just like <gasps> mean for us and it's like you have to start reframing what masculinity looks like out of a toxic space where you feel like you have to have control you have to be stuck in this rigid box like um in a couple of episodes we'll hear from a a, a man who's attracted to trans women and some of the things he may end up saying ends up being problematic and I have to be like okay let's go ahead and address some of these things but that's simply for the sheer fact because that's the box that's been established and not only can men support that uh, concept and the idea of masculinity and what it's supposed to look like and all those kind of things, but also the women who benefit from it can also promote. Like we were talking about the white women earlier, they can they can push up you know patriarchy because they benefit from it. So those mm-hmm. women have been taught like if I push up, this is what men's supposed to do then I can hold them accountable for that kind of stuff. So it can make it difficult. But if there was no box for them to, to push up, then what when then what's what are we gonna do? And that's what I wanna kinda talk about is like healthy masculinity. How can we practice healthy masculinity? Um let's see. Practice I think um the idea of selecting what your masculinity looks like. That means you would have to literally um, take time to think about how you would end up separating away from the construct that is masculinity. And because AFAB people inherently are separated away from it just, just, just by existence, and then um, they, don't, they, they get to see how masculinity can be improved in a way that I think, you know, I think a lot of men should pay more attention to. I think that they don't see the value in being um, emotionally available. Um, I don't think they see value in seeing um, how community is important. Um, 
I don't think they see much value in how um, nurturing and growing in, um, in a romantic way can be beneficial. You know, I don't think that they see those things or they don't see the work that AFAB people were, air quotes, designed to do as value and valuable and equal to theirs. And you're going to have to change that mindset because um, one, women and AFAB people are, are very much able to do what men are able to do, <laughs> like very much. And even in some capacities, even better. So um, it doesn't mean you less than, it doesn't mean you don't have value. It just means that your masculinity is just in a different place. And if it's not inside this box that's so rigid, where a lot of men have a hard time fitting into to begin with, you know, it, it, it could be damaging and, and, and it can it can hurt your mental health. So by by starting off saying my masculinity is like this and you kind of fill in those blanks of what you want it to be in, in that kind of way. So um, for, for me in particular, um, and I, I can even speak for masculinity of some of the men in my family mm-hmm. and when I've been and what I've seen them and conversations I've had, even with my father, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Being able to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and really acknowledge emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel validated when you aren't happy or when you're sad and be able to express anger for when someone dies mm-hmm. or... When some when you're mourning someone, uh, when you don't get that job that you wanted, when you know when when your wife said or girlfriend said something that hurt your feelings, being able to have the agency to say that hurt me, and I'm vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It made my feel a little something. I'm gonna say it instead of being met with that's a punk thing. Mm-hmm. That's something you shouldn't, you, you, you suck it up. Mm-hmm. Be a man. As if being a man is something meaning you can't have emotions and that you can't be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But as is, like, vulnerability is uh, always something that shows weakness. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I, I think it's important for us to have the ability uh, to be able to express ourselves mm-hmm. in, in those spaces. Um, also being able to listen because yes of course I, I guess a trope of masculinity is leader but what makes an overall amazing leader all the leaders and supervisors even when I lead myself it I understand it's not just me on this I may be leading but if I'm leading that means I have a team mm-hmm. that means I that means I have all these different people around me yes i may be the 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 spear the spear but i got a whole shaft i got a whole weapon mm-hmm. of ideas and concepts and experiences listening all that and they're trusting me to to engage and be the tip of the spear mm-hmm. that is so humbling mm-hmm. being a leader is very humbling especially if you're doing it the right way 
because in my opinion, if you are doing it the right way, you aren't just you you're you're leading this group because because of uh, your capacity and how you're able to command a space or command a room or because of the access you have. But you also understand that it's not just about you. Mm. That you need to that you need to value because they're the ones pushing you up as much as you are helping them. Um, I love talking about masculinity. <laughs> I, like, it makes me feel... Like, even this, I feel... Even talking about it in this way, mm-hmm. I feel assertive. I feel masculine. Mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel... I feel like this is my manhood. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel sexy. It makes me feel... It makes me feel all those things. It makes me feel respected, you know, and I'm not trying to, I'm not taking away from anyone else. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about building us all up together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's part of practicing healthy masculinity. I agree. I, I, I 100% agree. I also, um, you know, as, as queer AMAP people, <laughs> we we often are told frequently, man up, let's, you know, stop this crying, stop these emotions, you know, this and this and that. And I know I was a crybaby. I'm, I'm, I'm sensitive. I'm, I'm sweet. I don't forget things. I'm, I'm, it's in my spirit. And, you know, to... To have someone be like, you know, that's not what men do. It's like men don't cry. Men don't get to experience joy. It's like, I'm like, who made all those rules for y'all? And it's like, you made them for yourselves. And now when it comes down to moments where you're not able to express yourself fully and and with the full capacity of what being a human being is, you're upset at other people because you can't be mad at you can't be mad at the system because if you're mad at the system, that means you're gonna be mad at the men that that created the system and stuff like that. It's a very interesting concept that I find is like, um, you know, yes, it's like I'm I'm mad and I'm mad because I can't because of something that happened, but I can't express why I'm mad or or sad or upset about it. Because if I do, then my man points will be docked. And or the way after express it, it, it in a way, it has to be anger. It has oh. to be. It has to be violent. Mm-hmm. It has, so people don't think I'm weak. Mm-hmm. I gotta go around and shoot people, or I, <laughs> I gotta go and fight people, or right. I got. I gotta go. I have to go assert over this person in order to reclaim my sadness that I lost for myself. So I'm hurting inside and something and I'm not allowed to express it the way I want. But someone over here is experiencing life and enjoying it the way that I wish I could even fathom being able to do. And so now because I'm not able to enjoy it, I'm going to go out of my way to cause them some kind of harm. It's like masculinity has like anger as like the only emotion and we learn from inside out how important all the emotions work together to make those things happen like literally and 
I don't know. And, and I, I want folks who with the masculine center to know that crying is okay. Um, I want them to know that um, being happy is okay. Like what did Cat Williams, <laughs> what did Cat Williams say? Like you, Cat Williams said, you, you hard this early in the morning? You angry at breakfast, nigga? How you angry at breakfast? How you angry at waffles and shit? And it's like, really, what are you angry at? Why are you so hard? And then you want people to give you grace and things like that. And you want people to understand you, but you won't allow yourself to be vulnerable. And you're doing this performative work for who? Mm-hmm. The accolades and the appreciation and the overzealous um, joy and the approval of other men and the women who support the patriarchal movement in that way. And it's like, this is why people be like, uh, masculinity is very homoerotic because I'm like, I'm doing this for men to, so they can say, good, you're in the club. Now get in here so we can sit in, in this club and think about Slip. Bottom. Yeah, <laughs> so we can, <laughs> so we can, so we can uh, smoke cigars and drink, and you know, complain about how come women don't like us as we sit in this room and keep them from coming in here. Let's 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 do that. It's an all boys club. He man, woman haters club. Very that, <laughs> very that. It's like when you walk into the barber shop and like all the. It's like a barrier to prevent like femininity to walk in. It's and it's like when a woman does walk into the barbershop, everybody changes. The energy shifts, the whole dynamic changes to something different. And the moment she steps out, it's like the energy shifts back to what it was. It's like there's some kind of secret that they think that they're keeping from us. <laughs> and it's like we know. We're like, girl, we know what y'all doing in here, sitting talking about how somebody you think somebody fucking on somebody else, and how you know, but you're not gonna say nothing because that's your homeboy, and you rather put your homeboy ahead of what your girlfriend say. <sighs> Sounds so more erotic to me. You know, I. Uh, there's a lot of gatekeeping. Mm-hmm. I will say I am thankful that my barbershop is not like that. Because it's, it's um, female barbers, and they're also... Work. And they're also... And I love it. Um, but I remember growing up and going to the barbershop, and it being like, you know, the boy, and it's nothing but, you know, the moms drop off the boys. It'd be like, he just need a bald head face. <laughs> oh God! Don't take me they, back, God! Ball headed and then they leave you there with all these, all these dudes, all these adult men and teens, and all you know. So you there? You're twelve, thirteen years old. You're hearing all these conversations, mm-hmm. and your mom no there because your mom is like, I can't drop them off. I'm gonna drop them off because mm-hmm. I don't feel maybe they don't feel comfortable in that space, like. I think uh, uh, there's a lot of destructive uh, masculinity tropes taught in those spaces. Mm-hmm. And I think if we have more positive, I think I think it's changing. I'm going to say I believe and I'm going to speak it into existence because 
I'm magic and I do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, we, 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 we keep changing, we keep evolving, and the generation behind us, they keep understanding that we need uh, better uh, role models, male role models for the boys mm-hmm. so they can earn what positive masculinity is. And I will say I've had uh, I've had a lot of like positive male role models mm-hmm. you know, um, that have taught me certain things, whether it be uh, at a summer camp or uh, a nerdy teacher at school. Oh, love nerdy teacher. Whether it be a, a crazy little Irish english professor who told me about microdosing shrooms <laughs> <laughs> i love that speech that was like, i was like man i need to go to ireland man <laughs> oh my god but i think that you're right i think i and i want to be really specific as it pertains to black men i think that we need more archetypes of your character that is not just i'm gonna go play a professional sport and, and I, a woman. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna just go and, and I'm gonna try to be the best rapper out. I you. No. I, I'm not gonna. What are the, what other occupations do black men yeah. get settled with? Yeah, influencer. We need engineers. Right. <laughs> put 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 down the basketball and, and pick up a science book and stuff like that. Hey, we need, hey, we need uh, information technology specialists. Baby. We need social workers. We need male <gasps> social workers. Male social workers. We need psychologists. I, I I love my therapist down, but I'm just like, if I could talk to somebody black, that would be my sick name. But this, um, like we, there are certain we just need these things to be in those spaces, right. so they can debunk, uh, this this faux masculinity that we have mm-hmm. in society right now this 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 destructive taught behavior because hmm. not at this point it's not nature versus nurture this is all nurture this right. is none ain't no nature now baby we, we as much as we try to separate ourselves away from it but you're right it's we we need to be able to have these young boys see different archetypes and i get I understand, especially we black. I think that they forget that a lot. I think a lot of black men forget that black women are black (laughs) and that we experience what racism does. I think that they genuinely, honestly forget that because, you know, a lot of them be like, she was at school, they was being this and this and this and this, and they don't know how to teach black children in a lot of different places and they don't get the ability to connect and grow and foster in the way that a lot of other kids of different races get to experience it. Um, and I never used to understood, I never used to understand um, how niggas from the, from my hood, from the West side would be upset with me because, or my cousins even, how they would be upset with me when I was younger because I spoke well. Like, you gonna make fun of me because I speak well? Like, I like, like that's, it, it, it it's, it's constantly severing and fortifying this idea like my, well, it wasn't masculinity because I don't think I had much of it at the time, but like it wasn't up to what they consider to be masculine enough. And so- 
enough or black enough and it's like they get to be the sole proprietors of what black what blackness is what masculinity is and are and stuff like that they will stay in your lane put you in the box right yeah but I, I I can understand this, and I understand this because it's and at the crux of it, we're living organisms, and we want to grow, we want to survive, we want to thrive. And I completely, one thousand percent, understand how, as as particularly as we as Black women continue to grow and move forward, and as uh, Black LGBTQ plus people continue to move forward, cishet Black men specifically are getting left behind because the system isn't benefiting them in the same way. So that same box that y'all so hell-bent on staying in ends up putting you in another box, either one in the grave, unfortunately, or in a jail cell. So is the masculinity giving what you really wanted to give? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not. And then more so than that, I can understand because... If you have been taught this your whole life and your survivability depends on it and all that kind of stuff and you don't know anything different, you can't, you can't expect them to act any differently or desire for things to be any kind of different. And if black women and LGBTQ plus people continue to move forward, what's going to happen is that their position in society becomes obsolete. And rather than um, saying like, rather than turning to their homeboy and say, we need to do better. Like, this shit is like, we need to do better. We need to do this. We need to do this. We need to do this. Just like how we as black women and black LGBT people turned to each other and said, okay, so they had us fucked up over there, but we gonna get this shit together. And so now black women are some of, are, are created the most, what is it? I think a, a few years ago, they were the mate, we made the, um, In college, the, the most, the yeah. most college, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, what is it? Black queer men make, uh, I think on average more money than black cis het men and, you know, other, you know, I, I'll have to double check that one, but it's oh, real? We apparently, and you know, <laughs> well, no, because if you really think about it, it's like black men either hit the, hit the top with like being some kind of rapper sports, something along those lines. Or, you know, they do things with their hands because that's what they only know how to do because they weren't allowed to get the education that other people were able to get and stuff like that. So it, it all makes sense. But rather than turning to each other and saying, we got to step our game up, like they were rather turned to black women and saying like, y'all ask it for too much. And rather than, oh, that's another thing. And rather than just saying... I don't have the capacity for this because what I've been taught and what my life and this and this and this, even if they don't have the, all the language to be able to say it, rather than saying that this is real hard for me, this is fucked up and I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do and X, Y, and Z and blah, 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 blah they rather just uh, uh, lash out because that's what's been taught is what men are supposed to do is lash out and be angry and be vicious and stuff like Remember that. And how we talked about everything's interconnected. Mm-hmm how uh being disenfranchised and uh how um being not only repressed but suppressed Mm -hmm. so many aspects in this society um by people in power how it all trickles down and boils down to cause all of this Mm -hmm. it's so integral Mm -hmm. and um, I think it's important to acknowledge that. Right. 
it's 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 extremely interconnected and um i i don't want i and again i hope this doesn't sound like <laughs> attacking men specifically black men we're not attacking you we're asking you to step up in a new way because the old way don't work the um <laughs> The putting down of black women, the putting down of LGBTQ plus people doesn't work. That Kevin Samuels, that uh, Andrew Tate, that shit doesn't work. It's antiquated. It's old. It's going to become obsolete. And the and your greatest fear of not having relevance and not being important and not being supported and not being loved and you really going to end up by yourself in some box somewhere is going to happen if you don't jump on and say all right, I'm available to this. Because that's really where it starts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I exhausted myself. Plus, I have to go do another podcast for um, someone else. I'm going to be on the Debatable podcast with a Black man. Um, shout out to Damone. He was on one of our previous episodes as a Black man who's actually married to a white woman. We talked about a lot of other things on that episode, too. Hey, Damone! And the Debatable podcast. I'll make sure to put that link for Damone's episode in the, the bottom down there, along with the other links and stuff like that. Um, we would love to hear what y'all think and how y'all feel about masculinity. Um, you know, again, how can we make it healthy? How, how can we do that? That Because that's, that's what I want. I want it to move away from being I- fragile and, um, and, uh, and toxic to a place where it's um, healthy and rich and beautiful. And we, I love, I love us. Especially black man, I love myself. I love who we are enough to talk about these things, to 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 expose them and build us up. Because if we don't, we gonna end up destroying ourselves, and that's what they want to happen. They want us to destroy ourselves. Um, and when when I say they, you know, I'm talking about white folks. <laughs> <laughs> now, those white supremacists, people in this country that don't believe that we have any value mm-hmm. other to be used as political pawns uh, to keep in certain places to move about uh, so we can uh, do things property values or do things to elections or mm-hmm. set a precedent for how you should treat somebody who smokes, who got caught with this much marijuana. Mm-hmm. Like we are, you know, they, they try to use us as pawns in this big game and we scare them because we aren't, uh, we aren't, we aren't, we aren't pawns. We are Kings. Mm-hmm. We are Queens. We are knights. We are bishops. <laughs> we are all across that board. We the back and, row. <laughs> and that, like you said, that scares them. And I think it's important that we have these type of conversations. Um, so, because we need to, 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 we need to uproot things. It's hard to uproot things. You have to. Mm-hmm. To challenge what you know takes a great deal of of courage which is what masculinity is the hallmark of it it takes a great deal of uh, of of strength and assertiveness to say 
this is not good. I need to do things differently. And yeah. that, and sometimes that may come at a cost, but would you rather stay in the box or would you rather go ahead and challenge what, what you're, you know, what's actually harming you? Mm-hmm. I want to find that, that poem. Hold on. What's the, uh, yes. Hold on. Let me see. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Everyone knows this because thanks yes, to, hold um, on. Uh, oh yes, yes, yes. The one, the lovely one from a key lend the bee. The you know that one. Everyone loves that one. Oh. Um. Let's see. Our greatest, our our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us. We ask ourselves. Who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small doesn't serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are meant to shine as children do. So I just wanted to say that... um, and kind of end on that so people can know that you have a lot of power to make a lot of change and it does not have to come at the cost of putting down anybody else. Masculinity can be beautiful, it can be strong, it can be tender, it can be emotional, it can be a multitude of things. As someone who has in so many terms broken away from the construct of masculinity and entirely to find out exactly who I am and embrace that part of myself. I went through the journey of breaking free of it and it was challenging, but it's so much better to be on this side. Not to say you gotta go in transition, honey, but to at least uh, relieve your mind of the construct and the restraints that masculinity in the traditional sense has been um, imposed upon you. Whew. Can somebody please nominate my sister for a daytime Emmy? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> all that shit she just said. Am I the only one who be hearing her talk? God damn it. God, Bab, stop. I love you so much. I love you too. Um, we love and support um, black men and masculinity, even if it shows up in non-binary and AFAB people. Um, we love all of y'all. Thank y'all so much for y'all time, energy, and effort. We are slowly approaching the 100th episode. It's, I know, it's a gag. Um I'm still trying to figure out what we're going to do for it. But um, join us um, for upcoming episodes as we slowly approach the 100th episode of Black to the Future podcast and a two-year anniversary on top of that. So this is going to be beautiful and sick thing. I cannot wait. Um, And of course, thank y'all so, so much. We love you. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Black to the Future. Yes, thank you for joining us. And if you want to continue the conversation with us, you can follow us on Facebook, 
Instagram, and Twitter at Black to the Future Podcast. And don't forget to use the hashtag Black to the Future Podcast as well. Share the content and please leave positive reviews. Yeah, all that. <laughs> and we will see y'all in the future. Don't you mean Black to the Future? Oh, I guess you're right. We'll see y'all Black, Black to, to the, the Future. future.